Take it to the Lord in prayer. When you do that, you're going to find you're not going to be worrying. Trusting Him, you're going to have peace. Pray about everything. You're getting frustrated. You're starting to worry about something. Stop worrying. Take that very same thing and go to the Lord. You're going to have to humble yourself to do that. Because pride wants to hold on to it. Welcome to this midweek edition of Equipping the Saints with Greg Lundstedt, pastor of Equipping Bible Church in Greer, South Carolina. Greg, in today's broadcast, we continue our detour from our series in the book of Colossians and conclude our look at worry. And I'm sure you've met folks that'll tell you they just can't stop worrying. So what do you say to that? Well, Dave, I have met people that tell me they have no power over worry in their lives and and that they're just worriers by nature. And my response to that is they may be right. There are those who cannot stop worrying. And today we're going to learn who those people are and why it is impossible for them to cease worrying. Our text is Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 to 7. Well, thanks, Greg. Now, if you want to listen to today's broadcast again, just download our new free app from the Apple App Store. You'll find today's broadcast, archived broadcasts, as well as more about this ministry and our teacher, Pastor Greg Lundstedt. Now, let's join Greg for today's message. So you say, can I be anxious about my physical condition? No. Can I be anxious about money? No. Can I be anxious about my job? No. Can I be anxious about the church? No. Can I be concerned? Certainly to depend upon the Lord in those things, absolutely, but anxious, no. What about that plane flight? Should I be anxious? We could all die, right? No, we're not to be anxious. But we recognize when these feelings come upon us, they're impossible for us to stop. We need to actually do what God says in his power. Otherwise, we will be bound to them. It's impossible. You see, as we go about his business, not our own foolishness, we are to worry about nothing because the Lord is near. He's in control, and we can go to him, and we are in him. We're not to worry about anything. And when we worry, just confess it. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, because you're going to fall. Another pastor writes, do you ever find yourself worrying? Do you know that Scripture calls worry a sin? When you realize that you're worrying, did you go to God and confess it as a sin? Worry is just as much a sin as adultery, murder, theft, yet we often as believers treat it lightly when our stomachs are tied in knots because we've worried ourselves into a nervous frenzy. We don't realize that we've fallen into sin. And I agree with that. Turn to Matthew 6. We read this earlier, but turn there, Matthew 6. We see based on God's loving care for us in the smallest things, we should not worry about anything. And that means i got to think about that. I've got to think about that. I've got to think about God's care for me. I've got to look at the birds. I've got to look at the lilies. I've got to think about it. Jesus tells us to do that. Matthew 6, 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold to one despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And by the way, everything we usually worry about could be resolved on a temporal basis with money in our minds, we would think sometimes, right? Sometimes, but it's not true. It's not true. You cannot serve God and mammon. For this reason, this is the Lord Jesus saying, I say to you, do not be anxious for your life as to what you shall eat 
or as to what you shall drink, nor for your body as to what you shall put on? Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, that they do not sow, neither do they reap, or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? Now think that. God cares for you so much more than the birds, and he takes care of them. Why do we worry then? Why would we worry? He goes on. And which of you being anxious can add a single cubit to his own lifespan? Does anxiety make your life live longer? Not at all. And why are you anxious about clothing? Observe how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say that even Solomon in his glory did not clothe himself like one of these. But if God so arrays the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown to the furnace, will he not much more do so for you, O man? And here's the issue about worry of little faith. Do not be anxious then, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we wear? With what shall we clothe ourselves? For all these things the Gentiles eagerly seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. Just pray about these things, as we'll see. He knows you need it. you got to go do this. you got to do that. Don't worry about it. He knows. But notice what he says. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You seek first Christ and his kingdom. You seek his righteousness, and he's going to take care of everything. Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. We're not to worry about anything. Be anxious for nothing. There is no area that we are allowed in the Lord to be anxious for because he is sovereign over everything. He can take care of everything, and he will if we trust him. But you say, what if I have a chemical imbalance? Well, God doesn't say be anxious for nothing except if you have a chemical imbalance. I'm talking about certain areas here. I'm not a doctor, as I'll share in a minute. You know that. This is not a physical issue at its core, although there are physical consequences to sin. There are definitely physical consequences. This is an issue of our thinking and our relationship with Jesus. Be anxious for nothing, no exemptions. So if we are worrying, we are sinning, if we're not trusting the Lord, that's the core issue. Just confess, Lord God, I'm sorry I'm not trusting you. Forgive me, please. But notice, we're not just to not worry. We're to do something instead of worrying. Next time you are tempted to worry or you yield to it, confess it. And then notice what he says to do. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. It's not just saying everything you're tempted to worry about. It's saying everything. We should be living a life in which we are bringing everything before the Lord each day. We're interacting with him. We're trusting in him. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be known to the Lord. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Here's the antidote to worry. Obedient, humble prayer. That's the antidote. Prayer to a God who loves you so much he gave his son to die in your place. Prayer to a God in whom you can boldly come before his throne and receive grace and mercy in time of need. Prayer to a God who can sympathize with our weaknesses, having become like us yet without sin. He cares for you and I deeply. And we need to not worry. We need to go to him. It's a personal relationship. Yes, we do fall, but confess. We're commanded to not worry about anything, but pray about everything. And so the question be, are we obeying that command? 
Can I think of things I've done this week where I was frustrated, worried, whatever it was, and I didn't confess that? Confess it. Situation in my life I wasn't trusting the Lord, I didn't pray about. So how is this done? How are we to do this? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Notice this, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. The term prayer, prosuke, speaks of prayer in general. It's a petition to the Lord. It speaks of prayer. We, because of Christ, by his Spirit now, can pray to the living God. He hears us. Supplication, the word means a humble request. It's not a laundry list of, God, do this for me. It's a humble request. Oh, Lord God, I am concerned about this job interview I'm concerned about this conversation with my relatives. I'm concerned about our finances. I'm concerned, oh, Lord God, I need you to help me, Lord God. Humble request. Bring it before the Lord. Take it to the Lord in prayer. You see, when you do that, you're going to find you're not going to be worrying. You're going to find you'll be trusting him, and you're going to have peace. Pray about everything. You're getting frustrated. You're starting to worry about something. Stop worrying. Take that very same thing and go to the Lord. Prayer and supplication. But guess what? You're going to have to humble yourself to do that. Because pride wants to hold on to it. We know from 1 Peter 5, 6, Humble yourselves before the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety upon him, for he cares for you. i got to humble myself. i got to let go of it, and i got to throw it on Christ. Lord God, I am concerned about this. I'm concerned about this. I'm concerned. And it's over and over again sometimes. I'm concerned, Lord God, but you're good. And you're above these things and you love me. Help me through these things. You know, God will never let you down. You'll be amazed when you trust the Lord what he does. You'll be amazed when you trust him specifically about specific things in your life, what he does. You'll be giving him glory all the time. You see, humble prayer reveals dependence and a faith rather than a lack of faith and a lack of trust, which is bound up in anxiety. So we're to humbly pray, cast your cares upon him. And then secondly, notice we're to do this with thanksgiving. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And here's where we fail. We don't pray with a thankful heart. We say, Lord, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, but we're not saying thank you, Lord. I know this is happening, but I thank you that you are so good. I thank you that you're so kind. I thank you that you've done these things for me. I thank you that you'll take care of me. Thankfulness. When we pray with a thankful heart, God changes things. We have a different heart towards him, thanking him. You know, again, we are to rejoice always. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. In everything, give thanks. Lord God, thank you for the circumstance. It is troubling me greatly, but I'm casting it on you. I don't know what to do. I don't know how it's going to be resolved, but I trust you. And I thank you that you're going to work it out. I thank you that you're faithful. From the littlest things, from getting documents taken care of, to whatever it might be, everything you go through in each day, every situation, large and small, Thankfulness is an evidence that you're in his will, being controlled by his spirit. We see that in Ephesians. So then don't be foolish, Ephesians 5.17, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the spirit. 
speaking to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God. Always giving thanks. If you are not thankful to the Lord, I can guarantee you are a worrier. I can guarantee your life is bound and tied up in worry. But that can change. You'll be set free and you'll be rejoicing. You'll be praising God. You know, a lack of thankfulness is an evidence that maybe you don't have a relationship with the Lord. Romans one twenty one. for even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. Also, a lack of thankfulness can be that we've forgotten what God has done for us. Psalm 100, a psalm of thanksgiving. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful singing. Know the Lord himself is God. It is he who made us, not we ourselves. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you for what you've done. Enter his gates and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. We're to be petitioning, Lord, oh, Lord, okay, the situation's happening, Lord, but I thank you. I thank you. Petitioning the Lord in the context of thanksgiving rather than worrying. And then notice he says, making your request known. End of verse 6, let your requests be made known to God. He wants us to give our requests. What's your request? Oh, Lord, God, help me with this circumstance. Oh, Lord, help me to respond rightly. Help me to understand what's going to happen. Protect me from this situation. Oh, Lord, give me the wisdom to make it through, whatever it is. Make your request known. You say, well, doesn't God already know what we are requesting? Yes, he knows before we ask, but this is a real relationship with the living God. Make your request known to him. You know, this is a wonderful verse, but I'm going to repeat it for you. King Asa, he decided to trust the Lord, and God blessed him, and then he messed up. He didn't trust the Lord. And in this rebuke, we have this statement. Second Chronicles 16.9, For the eyes of the Lord look to and fro, throughout the earth, that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. Your heart's not completely his when you're worrying, I'll tell you that right now. When you're trusting him, he wants to strongly support you. But to be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make a request be known. And then, guess what? There's a promise. We need to believe the promise. Look at verse 7. In the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's what we need. We need peace. This is a tremendous statement. The Lord is saying through his word that if you're not anxious, but instead humbly praying with thanksgiving, making your request known to God, then there's a promised result. Peace and a guarded heart. Isn't that what you need? That's what I need. He says, and this is not man's peace. Remember, Jesus said he doesn't give peace like the world, right? John 15. This is the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension. This is not man's peace. Alcohol can't give you this peace. Medication can't give you this peace. This is peace from God. Man's ways to take care of the problem, just medicate it. But the problem is still there. It's underneath. It's not being dealt with. This is a great promise. When we humbly, thankfully pray about everything, rather than worrying, then God will, God's peace will be given. He'll guard our hearts and minds. Notice he says, what surpasses all comprehension. It's beyond what you could think. 
You're thinking, wow, this is such a horrible situation. You're caught up in that worry. You have no idea what that peace is. You have no comprehension of what it will be if you trust him. It's beyond your comprehension. God's peace surpasses Hooper Echo. It literally holds above, rises above anything you could comprehend. That's an amazing thing. This is a promise, too. If you do this, he promises to do this. This is a promise. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Fantastic promise. It's conditional. You worry, you sin, no peace. You confess your sin, you trust him, you bring your petitions before him with thanksgiving, and you will have peace. Isn't that what you need? It's what I need. And this word guard, it speaks of a garrison of soldiers, an armed military guard going to guard your heart and mind. You got all these terrible thoughts coming in, but you got this guard of soldiers protecting your heart and mind, right? Let me share a couple of verses about trust, okay? This is in Psalm 4 5. I'll start here. Offer sacrifices of righteousness and trust the Lord. Trust him about everything you got to do. Trust him about everything you got to do tomorrow. Everything you got to do today. Trust him about your relationships. Trust him about your money. Trust him about everything. Psalm 37, 5, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him, and he will do it. Psalm 91, verse 2, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and fortress, my God whom I trust. You're not trusting when you're worrying. And God knows how sin entangles us and we're prisoners to it. He'll set you free. Psalm 115, O Israel, trust in the Lord. Psalm 125, those who trust in the Lord are as Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. Proverbs 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he'll make you pass straight. Isaiah 26, 4. Trust in the Lord forever. For in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. But by the way, there's some warnings that we shouldn't not trust him. Isaiah 31, 1. Woe to those who go to Egypt for help. Rely on horses. Trust in chariots because they're many. And horsemen because they're very strong. But do not look to the Holy One of Israel nor seek the Lord. Jeremiah 17.5, thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. Do not trust in man on how to deal with anxiety. Trust in the Lord. In every other area, by the way. Oh, believer, why live in the wicked chains of worry, destroying your testimony? Humbly pray, thankfully, and God's peace will garrison your heart. It's all about a relationship with Christ. John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor be fearful. Now, as I've mentioned before, I'm just give one caveat. I am not a doctor or a psychiatrist. If you're on medication for anxiety and you're saying, Man, i got to run out and stop, listen, you do that under a doctor's care. You don't do it because I said anything. You could go crazy or die. Those medications are extremely powerful. They're extremely powerful drugs. What I'm telling you is that if you're taking medication for anxiety, it's just addressing the symptom, not the cause. It's just addressing the symptom, not the cause. It's the world's solution, not Christ's solution. And it will give you the world's peace, but not the peace of God. God addresses this particular issue in his word, and therefore I'm declaring it to you. And the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension shall guard your hearts and minds of Christ Jesus. 
pastored for many years now, and I've seen quite a few people who've been on medication for anxiety and depression who went through the proper medical process to get off those things, doctor supervision, who started the hard work of the good fight of faith, renewing their minds with the Word of God. And yes, they're still battling the good fight of faith, but it's the good fight of faith, not the surrender to sin. They're trusting Christ and receiving His peace when they rely on Him. Praise the Lord for that. And when others see the Lord working your life, notice what happens. Psalm 40, verse 3, And He put a new song in my mouth and a song of praise to our God. Many will see and trust in the Lord. They're going to see it. In Christ we can have peace. You will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon you because He trusts in you. Isaiah 26, 3. Now some of you might be saying, I still can't stop worrying. What do I do? Well, first of all, we need to recognize that if there's sin, i got to get rid of sin. I need to be reconciled if there's problems. I need to be rejoicing, right? Confessing sin and then trusting the Lord. So how is this all done? Lastly, I'm not going to teach this. I just want to read this really briefly in the next minute here. Look at verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there's anything of excellence, anything worthy of praise, let your mind dwell on these things. Well, when I was worrying, that was everything that was opposite of that, that my mind was dwelling on. Dwell on the things of Christ, the things that are worthy of praise. These things you have learned and received and heard of me, practice these things, and the God of peace shall be with you. So how can I overcome worry? Well, we've seen, first of all, you need to be rejoiced in the Lord. Secondly, we need to rest in him. He's near. He'll take care of everything. Cast your cares upon him. Be anxious for nothing but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving that your requests be known to God. There's some of you here that have never had peace because you don't know the Lord Jesus. And today you can have true, genuine peace. Jesus said, come to me all you who are weary and heavy laden and I'll give you rest. You can have that today. And some of you believers have yielded to the sin of worry. God's a good God. Confess it. He'll forgive you. You'll be forgiven. And move forward. Don't yield to that sin anymore. Don't yield to it. Trust the Lord. Give it over to Him. You will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee. If you've just joined us, you've been listening to Equipping the Saints with Greg Lundstedt. You can hear today's message again by visiting our website, etsradio.org. That's etsradio.org. CDs of today's message or other messages are available at our website as well. And as a part of the ministry of Equipping the Saints, all our audio resources are available at no cost to you. Thanks to the Lord's provision through the faithful support of friends of this broadcast. To order your complimentary CD, call us toll-free 1-800-596-9144. That's 800-596-9144. If you prefer to request your complimentary CD by email, our email address is contact at etsradio.org. Greg, in the few moments we have to wrap up today's message, I think it's important to clarify a couple of things from your message. Were you saying that all medication for anxiety is wrong to take? 
Well, Dave, that's a really good question. What I meant, as I shared today, was that the issue of anxiety is addressed in the Word of God, and we are commanded as believers to be anxious for nothing. Now, I just want to make sure you understand what I shared in the message rightly. I'm not telling anyone to go out and stop their medication without speaking to a doctor. And if you believe that you're using medication to keep yourself from sinning, then maybe you ought to consider now going to a doctor and seeing if you can lessen that medication and get off that. But it's only through a doctor's prescription and advice that I would recommend that. And finally, as you address this sin of worry, don't do it alone. First and foremost, you have the living God on your side. The eyes of the Lord look to and fro that he may strongly support those whose heart is completely his. And secondly, have believers around you to help you, to hold you accountable, to point you to Christ so that you would not worry in these situations, but trust in a faithful God, a good God who will deliver you from sin. He's given his son for you. Will he not help you in this area of sin? Absolutely, he will. Trust the Lord. He is faithful. As we close today's broadcast, here's an important message from our teacher, Greg Lundstedt. Hi, this is Greg Lundstedt, and it is my great privilege to study and teach the Word of God and to share it with you each day on this radio station. And as you listen, I want to ask you this question. Has equipping the saints been a blessing to you? If so, would you prayerfully consider coming alongside us financially? You see, your financial partnership with us is so appreciated. So on behalf of the team here at Equipping the Saints, we want to praise our Lord and thank you for your prayers and financial support. Well, thanks, Greg. Now, to partner with us, call us toll-free, 1-800-596-9144. That's 800-596-9144. Or if you prefer to send a gift online, our web address is etsradio.org. Well, we hope you make plans to join us again right here for another edition of Equipping the Saints. Yeah.